Hey, this is Will Wheaton. You're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Let's get started. Hello, WonderCon. What's going on? How are you guys doing? My name is Joshua David Anderson. I am going to be attempting to moderate this ragtag group of webcomic <laughs> creators here. Uh, welcome to the Webcomic Advocates uh, Gathering. Woo! Yeah, our first, our first time this, at WonderCon. The first time at WonderCon, that's correct. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce our esteemed panelists here. We have Mr. Brendan Creasy. Mr. Phil Vecchio. How you doing? And Mr. Patrick Scullin. Now these guys produce some webcomics, and we're going to get into that a little bit here. Uh, let you guys know, if you're not familiar with them, what they do. Uh, Brendan and Phil, can you guys tell us about your webcomic? Yes. Uh, we, we do a comic called Brax the Alien Rocker. Uh, it's a webcomic updated uh, once and a half weekly. And uh, we, it, the comic is about an alien who comes to Earth to get into the music industry, and his best friend is a manta ray. So, if you like that, that's, that's what right. we do. Because of reasons. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and stuff. Okay, and Patrick, uh, tell us about yours. Sure. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Thank God. Be loud. How's that? How about this one? This one better? Using both. I will use both. Like uh, Edward R. Murrow here. <laughs> yeah. uh, my comic is Super Siblings. It's written for geeks and their kids, and uh, I like to say it's Tiny Titans meets Calvin and Hobbes. And uh, it started out as a story between a brother and sister with superpowers. The brother uses his for good and the sister for bad, but they don't know each other's secret identity. They become arch enemies. Um, but it's kind of morphed into more of a slice of life uh, satire. So it uh, updates every week. And uh, I have collected editions as well. And it's really good. You guys should check it out. <laughs> Thanks. Very cool. Um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about then how you guys uh, kind of started the webcomic uh, and some of the, I guess, starting steps for that. Can you guys talk about that? Well, um, that's kind of why we're here. We love sharing the love of webcomics and encouraging other people, other artists, to, if you're even thinking about starting your own webcomic, that it's something that you can and should do. Um, even Phil and I, as, as you may have, can maybe tell if you look at our comic, we're not exactly artists, but we, we had this idea for a comic. We've had it for years, and, and we were trying to figure out a way to do it, and I found out, we read, any, is anybody familiar with Dinosaur Comics in here? Yeah. Awesome. And, and if you're not familiar with it, it's the same, like, eight panels. It's like uh -huh. six panels. Every single panel Something is like the that. same, and they just change. He changes the words, and, and I was like, "Well, if he can do that, and he's getting millions of hits, then I'm sure we can do that, and maybe find a few people that will read it." And uh, and and then we, I, I found out about this book. Phil, you can hold up the book. It's called How to Make Web Comics. It's not ours, but we recommend it. It's by some awesome guys. Uh, it's, we got um, Scott Kurtz and uh, Brad Geiger. And uh, who else is on Dave there? Kellett. Job at Dave Kellett. But um, there is a newer version that Brad Geiger made. If you go to webcomics.com, you can order it. And seriously, after reading this book, we had our webcomic up. And like two we had, weeks. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, were, we were off to the races. And, and it's, it's just a matter of Just do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully today our, our goal is to help you guys uh, along that, that way if you haven't started one yet. So. Patrick, how, yeah, how did, how did yours start? Um, not, I can't remember. No, just um, actually, uh, like many of you guys, and to kind of go along with what they're saying, I just realized one day that there was no reason why I couldn't make a webcomic and uh, decided to just start doing it and um, never look back. I love it. So that's always my advice to everybody is just if you have an idea, there's nothing stopping you, do it. Um, but uh, Super Sibling started about... Uh, Seven years ago now, actually, I can't believe. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> but uh, 
once I got it online, I started to realize how much I enjoyed it, and it's kind of developed into this thing that I have to do every single week, or else I just don't feel complete. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how you actually create your comic. Um, you guys both actually have very different uh, styles and how that's <laughs> yes. created. And it's great because we have both perspectives here. But Patrick, let's talk to you about uh, sure. where, where does the art start? How do you get that into a, uh, a JPEG, as sure. it were? Well, for me, uh, when I started my comic, it was by hand. I used to draw everything on bristle paper, pencil and ink, and then clean it up in Photoshop. Uh, now I've switched completely, uh, completely digital, so I do everything on a Surface tablet. Okay. And then um, I do all my layout in InDesign, and then I make uh, my web graphics in Photoshop. So it's totally digital now, which surprises me from where I started. And how was that transition from uh, moving? You, you ostensibly been drawing for a very long time, and this was kind of a new yeah. medium that you had to learn. Yeah, I mean, one of the big drawbacks was I knew I wouldn't have original art anymore. So I was a little nervous about that. But it's so convenient to sit on my couch and draw on my <laughs> Surface tablet that it, it, it beats anything else. I've tried, and I tell, I tell you, I've tried every tablet possible. And the Surface is the best for your money. Um, I cannot believe I'm saying that because I'm an Apple addict. <laughs> um, but seriously, I've tried every stylus, every tablet, and... For the money, can't beat the surface. Did you ever try uh, before sort of this new revolution of uh, you know high quality touchscreens, mm -hmm. uh, any of the uh, the like Wacom tablets or where you weren't looking at the screen? Yeah, I, I mean I've been using Wacom tablets for years as well, but the annoying thing was I always had to set up. I mean, first world problems, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's my laptop, all these cables and power cables and. Yeah. Real hassle. Not as convenient to sit down and watch TV while I'm drawing. <laughs> that's really what's important. Yeah, that's yeah. all that matters here. Because right. why? Because I have a day job. So comic comes at night, and you know why waste time watching TV and not doing something at the same time? <laughs> right. And uh, for Brax, uh, how, yeah. how does this Wizards. work? Yeah, the difference is that Patrick knows how to draw, so that's a big <laughs> like thing. Uh, ours is all created in uh, in uh, Illustrator. Um, it's all vector graphics. Phil, I just, Phil figured that out. Somehow. I figured it out enough to like make it kind of look like what I was trying to like draw, and then I put it out there. Again, hopefully with ours, like the idea is that you'll find the writing funny, and the visuals are not as important. But you know, everyone's got their own taste, and that's the great thing about web comics is that there's no matter what you can do or what you can output, there's there's people out there that are going to be interested in what you're doing. So, you know, don't let lack of ability keep you from putting something out there, believe me. They so, have ability. They're being modest. Well, different kinds of abilities. I'm differently abilityed so artistically. You like, you, Phil has like the master character files and then we just kind of manipulate those around and then the, uh, the tricky part of the comic for us is the bubbles and placement of words because it is tricky. You, th you, you write out this great idea, and then you have to figure out how you're going to fit. Fit it in a little thing like that. Well, let's, let's talk about the writing process then. Uh, how do you guys sort of come up with, uh, do you write everything out you know, beforehand? Does anything change when you are, I mean, that's an example of where you may have to alter the, yeah. the text yeah. beforehand. Sometimes it definitely, it helps us, the, with the whole format and the way we do it, it, it helps for brevity. Like, cause we'll come up with some long-winded joke, and then we're like, okay, we gotta break it down. But that that kind of helps the re the way it reads, making it like that shortening process. And I think sometimes the lines. jokes, yeah, the jokes are funnier when you don't have all this extra yeah. verbiage that's not necessary. Simple. Well, yeah, I guess there's a reason they've been doing that way for you know a hundred <laughs> years or whatever. But our big thing is we'll just write out tons of ideas. Like we have. Google um, Drive is our because we're we're not always in the same place, so we have a, we have a couple different files that we share between each other, and and then we have like an idea file, and then we we have another file where we kind of flesh those out into more script form, and then and then from there it kind of goes into the comic, and we just have a ton of ideas. Or I'm just and a lot of the times when I'm thinking of ideas, it's kind of like what's going on in my life. Like for instance. 
a few months ago. It was Girl Scout cookie season, <laughs> and so I was writing, and I and I found out that you could actually some some places you can get Girl Scout cookies online now, online now. So which is dangerous. Manny orders a bunch of Girl Scout cookies <laughs> online, and they get eaten by somebody else. So just, just things that happen to me, and <laughs> like Brax gets kicked out of a show for things like this. Dumb, yeah, it's it's stuff. largely semi autobiographical. Stuff that you have experienced. Yeah, yeah like more or less. One time, Phil and I were at a concert where the power went out, and we were like, "This would make a good Brax comic," and then we just put it right into the comic. Like, yeah. and that's that can be true about you and your life. You know, like at your, if you got weird stories from your job, you can use that and or just anything. That was an easy week to do the artwork because it was dark, so I just had their eyes. <laughs> so, you know, if you've had a busy week, you might want to, you can use that one. <laughs> uh, Patrick, for the writing process, you write the comic yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, whereas these guys kind of, you know, bounce idea, yeah, ideas off each other, do you find that you need somebody to take a look at it sometimes? Do you have a, a second pair of eyes, or do you just throw it up there and let yeah, it breathe? You know, um, my my wife proofreads it for me. Okay, um, and uh, it usually ends in an argument because she doesn't think it's funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds um, really familiar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at it and goes, eh, "That's not that's not right." <laughs> Why did I show you? <laughs> Crush my dreams. But uh, in terms of writing, though, actually, um, I my my boys are kind of my uh, ghostwriters. I just kind of observe what's happening in their life and my life, and I'm always taking notes. I mean, for me, my strip is kind of a, a gag-a-day type, um, silly situation kind of thing, and so the, the best inspiration just comes from normal life. So the biggest key for me was learning how to take notes in a way I could recall what I'd written down. And so I use Google Docs, I have a number of little apps on my phone to just capture ideas because um, I actually do, surprisingly, I actually do write the script before I even draw. It seems kind of weird yeah. and unnecessary, <laughs> but, but it's just that routine for me. I just kind of, I, I number them. I'm kind of OCD about it. I number them, I title them, I write them, and then I make my, my own little assembly line. And, that, uh, <laughs> that is my biggest piece of advice to anybody here. As soon as you have a good idea, write it down. Yeah. There, I have, we have, Phil and I have lost so many good comics because we'll come up with an idea somewhere and we'll, we'll flesh out and the whole totally thing. totally can't remember. And then when, we're, when it's time to actually do the comic, it's like, oh, what was that thing again? And then I don't remember. <laughs> so as soon as you do have a good idea, write it down because you will forget it. You absolutely will. Even if you think you won't, you will forget it. And you might, you might know the gist of it, but you'll forget that perfect punchline. Yep. So make sure you write stuff down as soon as it comes in your head. Because well, along with that, you know what's happening to me now is... I can't remember if I've already used the joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> I've had to, like... In fact, my our Keep website keeps getting off. mad at me because I'm clicking through the old ones and then it's like thinks I'm spamming it, yeah. so it won't, like... I don't, I don't know what the deal is. We got a catalog. We got we to gotta come up with, like, a cataloging system so we can remember our own... It's probably a good shows. idea. I mean, we're, we're, almost, we're approaching 500 strips, so I am always worried because now that it's been 500 strips in however many years, like... I probably probably I feel like I'm, I even asked Phil I'm like did we do this like three are we Simpsoning us right now yeah are we yeah. are we Simpsoning ourselves like, <laughs> the best part though is when I go back and read the old ones like I laugh at them and I'm like oh I'm funny still that's good <laughs> so it's cool um, so you guys uh, both started uh, your your respective comics um, sort of for fun yep um, but there are ways to uh, at least monetize you know maybe not quit your day job, but um, are there ways that you guys have found that uh, work well for maybe paying for hosting or, or uh, other costs you may incur? Sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. In the, in the short six or seven years that it's been online, things have changed dramatically. So I used to rely on um, advertising on my site and hardly get any anymore. And so directly on the website, the, the best thing I can do now is actually uh, merchandise. Um, so I, I don't get a lot of shirt, uh, search results advertising style uh, revenue anymore, but for me, it's, it's I started my own product line of goofy t-shirts and poster art and stuff like that. So for me, that's the best way online. I use uh, Redbubble. Some of you guys might be familiar with Redbubble or uh, TeePublic. 
uh, or Society6. I, I use sites like that to, to make my merchandise. And do you find that that's become easier uh, yeah. to do that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I tend to think of it that uh, even though there is a, a commission fee uh, for every item sold, uh, I didn't have to actually print it. I didn't actually have to ship it or pay for the hosting of their website. So I kind of feel like it's a good deal. And I can sell a thousand of them in my pajamas. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and it's I'd the love dream. to sell a thousand of them. But, <laughs> but I, things like that, digital books also are, uh, are a way for me. I'm on Comixology and, and some other things like that. I've done some crossover stuff with uh, um, Art and Franco with Aya Comics. Okay. Some of you may be familiar with them. So that sort of thing has helped me. Okay. For you guys? I, I would say I, we, we've messed around. We've done, uh, we've done advertising. We've, uh, we've, so, we've made books and sold them. We've never made a ton of money. And I think my biggest advice would be um, definitely don't, don't become an artist because you want to be rich or make money at all. You know, if you, if you have a passion to do a comic, you can definitely do it, and you probably will never make money, and that's okay. But if you do, great. I'm not saying you won't. We'll be jealous. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's, <laughs> we'll, we'll ask you to be on our panel, and you yeah. can tell us you how can to tell do, us, tell us the secret <laughs> of how it. to do the stuff, um, and that'd be awesome. It, obviously, it can be done, and there are, there are people that, that, you know, do it as a living. But um, first and foremost, it's got to be a passion because it's, it's a lot of work, and there's times when you're like, oh, I want to go to bed, but I guess I should post the comic, and sometimes I win that battle, and sometimes I lose that battle, you know? <laughs> uh, but you have to, to want to do it, so, you know. And that's, I think one of the ways we have reached our, like, gotten more people reading our comic was we might not have made a ton of money through Project Wonderful, like, advertising, but we have, like, it, it's so specific, and you can target very specific... Um, audiences with it that then other people find other comics find us and we find other comics and yeah. so at least there's that and then it is cool at least to have like you know like we made a book like we put that into the world we used um, Lulu because again it's it's print on demand so um, we learned as we, we have an independent record label and there are many boxes of unsold CDs sitting in <laughs> um, Phil's garage right now that um, that it's a huge money investment if you're gonna do something like that yourself. So we didn't want to do that with our Brax book, so we used Lulu, which um, once you figure out how to do the layout and stuff, um, you it's, it's print on easy. demand, so there is no cost involved up front. And we've sold some books, and it's yeah. cool. It's cool having books to give to people, and 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 you know you can show your parents, and at least they might they might give you a little bit of money when you ask for it. Because <laughs> um, if your own family won't buy it from you, I don't know who's going to. Yeah. You guys have both, both uh, published books of, of your comic. Um, what are the things you learned through that process? Uh, what, what keep are, what keep all your files. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, leave, don't lose anything. Files, Back everything up. High resolution files is yeah. also key. Yeah, um, that's, that's a really good point for a webcomic uh, person is... Make your originals high res as big from as the possible. Yeah. So you don't run into trouble. Because otherwise, um, you won't be able to print a book because they yeah. require high res files. There's like a minimum. Um, that is, we've learned the specifics of that in the How to Make Web Comics book. It gave us the exact specifications we needed, yep. and we worked off of that. And then we found Lulu has like some templates, and we played around with them. And we, it's, it's a little bit of trial and error. But yeah. once you have it figured out, it's pretty it's doable. It's pretty doable. And then once you have your first book done and you save those templates, then you're just plugging in strips. Yeah. So our next book, we should have already had it out because it's just a matter of we 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 did a hundred strips each book, and so we should have another book. But we just it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick, you have a uh, a book coming out. Yeah, correct? actually, uh, in addition to the. I have a new graphic novel coming out this summer. It'll be at uh, Comic-Con, a Super Siblings graphic novel. But uh, I've also done a, a children's book called Pandemonium that um, should be back from the printers in a couple, couple weeks. And so uh, that one was a Kickstarter project. So uh, that's another funding source that, that I use periodically is, is Kickstarter, so raising some funds that way for printing costs. Can you talk about the Kickstarter process? How was sure. your experience with that? Um, I've had uh, good experience with it, and 
the, the key is um, just being sure to spread the word and set your targets low in the beginning. Um, you know, you're, you're definitely not going to get out of the, out of the gate $10,000, you know. So be, um, be reasonable. I think for me, the first one was about uh, $1,000. And that was a good target, and we were able to reach it, and that was uh, plenty to get my first book out. And so incrementally, as uh, I get a wider um, fan base, I can increase that and raise enough funds for the printing. So you need to be careful to research your printing costs, to research shipping and fulfillment costs, and, and it, plan ahead. I've, I've heard some um, Kickstarter horror stories where they didn't take in the yeah. fulfillment costs of the rewards into consideration, and they actually ended up losing a large amount of money because yeah. you can't be like, yeah, sorry, you're not getting your rewards because I didn't take into account <laughs> the shipping. Yeah, your, your backers aren't going to have that. So yeah. you definitely have to take all that in consideration when you're planning your tiers. I would say, too, because we did a Kickstarter for a related project, and um, one of the things we found out through it is that you know your audience that you already have is who's going to back it. It's Kickstarter. I mean, it's possible it'll get exposure and it could catch on like the potato salad thing. But for the most part, the people that are going to back you are the people who already like what you're doing. So don't plan on like, oh, I'm just going to get all these tons of people that yeah. are going to discover me. The people that are already your fans are the probably the only ones that are going to back it. So, so, so mom base and that accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plan accordingly. Um, unless you're already famous, there aren't people that are just like. Yeah, I'm going to give money to this, these people I've never heard of and this thing I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, that just, it's not a reality. Yeah, I think people have gotten wise to Kickstarters, so they, you know, they're, they're not so eager to trust people they don't recognize. Right, right. right. So uh, a few years ago, Kickstarter was sort of like a new and novel thing, and now there are uh, yeah, a lot of different ways... Dollars that they can do this kind of stuff. Have you guys uh, thought about or looked into any uh, either other crowd crowdfunding sites yeah. or similar things like Patreon or, or yeah. something like that? Yeah. I think that's the next one for me is uh, Patreon. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to figure out the right mix of things I can offer as rewards and right. and what my production schedule will be. But I have some friends that have done very well. Yeah, Patreon. I've been, Patreon seems to be that next level where once you have that fan base, again, you have to have people, but if you find yourself having this dedicated fan base that you think can give, and you, and you start, you can go as low as a dollar a month and give them stuff. We're actually putting that together for our podcast right now, but you do have to have that dedicated base, but it's a, it's a great way to give people an opportunity to participate and, give, and, and, you're, and they feel like they're part of something and they don't have to give a lot, but you are giving them an option and you might get that $20 a month donor and that's that's awesome and there are people that it's enabled more people to make a living off of web comics and other projects and for those is, that don't know Patreon is it's a way for people to pledge, pledge a, monthly. a monthly to support whatever you you're can, doing but it can also be per um, like if you're like per project per project right. per comic per yeah. thing like right. you can you can do it multiple different ways and offer different reward tiers it's like an ongoing Kickstarter, yeah. sort of. So that's definitely the next step, I think, and it's, um, it's I think it's really cool. And yes, yeah, I love this idea. You know, Kickstarter, Patreon, just being able to support something you really love. I mean, I, I don't know if any of you guys saw the Indiegogo for Con Man. You know, I'm a total Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion fan, and love being able to support their personal project. You know, and I'm glad we live in this world where individual artists and you guys are, are there can, can be supported by their own fans and not have to go through somebody else's uh, you know intermediary yeah. so what do you guys uh, what advice do you have for somebody and, and what have you sort of learned from uh, you know you you read the book you figure out your webcomic you get it up there how do you get it out what do you do to let people know about it what do you do to promote it um, what have you guys found worked? What have you found is a waste of time? Be tactful in the way you market, especially to your friends, because nobody likes that dude that all their Facebook posts, all it is is check out this, check out that. Unsolicited wall posts, probably never a good idea. Um, be, re be respectful of people's I'll stop spaces. doing it. I'll stop doing it. Yeah, come <laughs> on, Patrick. Patrick. 
Um, but you, social media is a great tool. It is a great if tool. used, yeah, tactfully. I, I agree. Just, I'm I'm very much a tact trying to be tactful. Like I have a ratio of like one self promotional post for every like twenty normal posts. Like I, that's my I have like personal things like that. Um, and then I think Reddit has been very big. I think people have had varying success, but we tend to, especially if you're a punchline type of comic. If you're an ongoing story comic, it's more difficult to market to like right. things like Reddit and, and those sites. But if you have those one-shot things that one person that's never seen your comic before can enjoy, definitely Reddit. And um, I think that's pretty much... Nobody's on Dig anymore. Stumble Upon seems to just all be spammers. <laughs> I think right now Reddit's kind of the way to go and Facebook. I mean, yeah. um, you, have a, you definitely need a... I mean, you should... Even if you're not going to use it all the time, you need to claim your spaces. So you should have a Facebook page, Tumblr. Tumblr is pretty good. I mean, depending on again, if you're if you're again with if you're an ongoing story comic, you're not going to have as much success with those. But if if it's like a, again a gag, a good day type thing, with those kind of things that people can easily share, if that's kind of where that that's the most useful. We've had some luck with Project Wonderful. I mean, we haven't spent much money on it, but I know for sure we've at least made connections with other artists through there. So I definitely would recommend Project Wonderful to mess around with. It's cheap slash free, depending There's on how you want to do it. There's tons of sites you can put your ad on for free, and at least it just gets you... Yeah. Start, people start seeing your thing. And, it, and again, I'm a firm believer that if your comic is good... People will find it if, as long as you keep doing it. The key in web comics is, and I, I keep I, doing I, is it. You got to keep doing it because I know as a purveyor of web comics and a reader of web comics, as soon as somebody stops posting regularly, or you start getting those, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna be sparse posting for a while. I'm out, like I'm out, and so you got to be consistent. Um, take. I mean, um, when, I, when we started, we didn't even start our comic until we had like a, quite a few. We had a big buffer, and, and once that was gone, I mean, it, we never quite refilled it, but nope. <laughs> we, at least when we started, we had 10, I think we had 10 comics, so that was like a month's worth of comics, so at least we had that, and then that helped us get going. So it, at least when you start, try to have a buffer so you can at least get a strong start, and that'll give you some time, but... Um, and also have a reasonable update schedule. If you, because as long, no matter what your update schedule is, if you stick to it, people are cool. If you say you're only going to update Mondays, that's fine, st as long as you stick to it. But the, you run into problems when you say, I'm going to update Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you start missing those deadlines. People are, people are out. People leave. Yeah, the only other thing I would add is I do also a, uh, a weekly newsletter, email blast. And uh, I use MailChimp for that. It, it, uh, they have some great tools for building a database. And uh, I even have a little app that I put on my convention table that people can enter their email address. And they go right into the, to the newsletter. But I, you know, I don't push it like a, like a spammer. But right. um, it's, it's a way to keep in touch. And I, for me, once a week is the max. I, I don't want to email people more than that. I'm on your list. And I don't feel like you abuse it. Good. So it's cool. Good. Good. <laughs> Um, so we do have a, a microphone in the middle here. If you have a question you would like to ask, yeah, please come um, address you the can microphone. Get up on like. the microphone. Don't be you scared of it. Can ask us anything um, about comics, web comics or specifically. Web I guess okay, nice. you can ask him anything about sure, anything. Yeah. I'll take a stab at it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll yeah, we'll go, go for it. Okay. You can go first, sir. Yeah. Um, Sorry. What's your name? Sam. Sam, Sam what's up? Nice to meet you. Yeah, I've got my own. I'm going to go wait till the 30 minute plug. At the very end, okay. yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, I'll wait till that, was, I figured, yeah. Okay. You can ask a question now, though. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Um, the. Do you have any like advice, in like more advice on the self promotional thing, like on the. Like making ties with other artists? Do you have any advice on that? Uh, How did you get me? We met at a convention. I think we went up to him. We would go around like the tables um, at you know like we went to smaller conventions too, and just we kind of scope out and see who was doing web comics and go up and introduce ourselves. 
say, hey, you know, I see you do web comic, we do too, and I like what you're doing. And that's also one of the things that we try to do as web comics advocates is create a community. There are several different communities, and we support all of them. All all of them, but webcommentsadvocates.com. It's a Facebook page, but um, we try to connect other comic artists to other comic artists and also fans. And then there's several other places you can go. Um, Web Comics Underdogs, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but um, that's another good place to connect with other Web Comics people. There's, there's several different Facebook groups, which of varying um, usefulness, but that's always a good place. And then um, if, our, if you're a writer and you're looking for artists to work with, my, um, I always would recommend um, Artist Alley is full of artists that are looking for work and will glad they're looking for to collaborate on projects. I, um, a friend of mine. And they um, love not being paid. So. <laughs> or maybe they're used to it. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, um, but I have a friend of mine who writes comics, he's found several of his artists at Artist Alley's at various conventions. Um, so that's definitely another way to do it. And then um, the, another good community that I, that I always like to recommend is Tapastic. Um, because it's also a good place to post your comic. They basically even that if you're look if you're let's say you don't have a lot of money right now for hosting, you can host your comic with them for free. It's geared specifically toward web comics, and they have mobile apps that are great. Um, and you don't have to. Um, we got lucky way back in the day. This dude basically wrote a Apple uh, uh, an iPhone app for us. But that was, I, I don't know, we lucked out with that. I don't know how that happened. Um, but, but if you're looking, if you, but that's where a lot of people read comics now is on their phones and Tapastic has a built-in mobile app and you, don't have, you just post your comics on it and, and that's it. Well, and, and I think that leads to just a, a side note that's really important to understand is that, you know, people, I hope we answer your question, um, people use their phones more than a computer. Yeah. So, Web comics really need to adapt to the mobile um, user. So any kind of reader or uh, using a blog software that can resize itself to the mobile it is, is essential because, I mean, going forward, uh, I think everyone's going to be reading their comics on their phone. So that's, it's just, you have to accept that. Right. Uh, can you guys talk about the convention circuit? I've done uh, several conventions now. Um, do you guys find, what do you find sort of works uh, for promoting yourselves or, as you said, going around and, and talking to other people? Have you found that to be a good experience? Yeah, I mean, really good. Um, a lot of what we've done with doing panels, we, we've done, this is our first one at WonderCon, but you know, we did San Diego, we've done Long Beach and a couple others. A lot of that came out of just going around and interacting with people at conventions and, and meeting, and not just the artists, but just Finding people that run the shows and, and just kind of getting to know people. So, I mean, I would, I would. It's not always like our strong suit as artists and comic folks to like get out there and interact. But um, you know, sometimes it's be surprised worth doing. Yeah, it can happen when you do. Like for instance, like again, we just found a guy that would make an iPhone app for us. Um, we started talking to the people at Long Beach Comic Con. I mean, that's how we did our first panel because we were like. Is there some, I remember, I think the first thing I asked was, is there some kind of web comics panel? And they were like, no, there is not. Would you like to do one? And, <laughs> okay. And this was a, because it was a brand new convention at the time. They, I don't think they realized who they were even talking to. But <laughs> they were cool. like, sure. And that's how we started doing this. And we're like, well, we can use this to connect other people. And it's not just us trying to shield our stuff. And the cool thing is now, Having committed our first one was what like six years ago, yeah. And so we'll go out like on the floor and we'll bump into people who were at like our early panels and have said like, "Thanks, that was really cool. I, I kind of learned it from you guys and we got started." So it's cool to see like that. Hopefully, the web comments advocates are making a little impact and you know by and that's all from being at the conventions and interacting with people. So that's so. it's all about talking to people and as part of that, the thing that we encourage. Everybody is a, as a comic is you need to have some kind of either business card or sticker or something. And business cards are really cheap, real cheap. There's pretty much no excuse. Yeah. We got ours from Vista Print for pennies. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to go bigger, there's other sites like I know 
Moose is pretty good. Um, they tend to be a little bit more expensive, but you can do a lot of different things with those. Um, and, and just so you can have something to give to people that has your website on it. Um, you should get a domain name as soon as possible um, if you don't have one. And even if you don't have, even if all you have is a blog spot or a, or a um, tapastic URL, at least have a domain redirecting to that. So you're not telling people, my URL is um, joe.blogspot.this.that. You can say, you know, braxcomics.com or supersiblings.com. So, I wish I wish I owned Super Siblings Comics. I mean, Super Siblings.com. Oh. It's Super Siblings Comics. Sorry. No, no. I they want like five thousand dollars for it, and it's like, uh. So did they? Did did you try to get it from? I've tried to get it. I've tried to get it, and there's nothing there. It's there's, there's, yeah. That's another thing. If you do get a domain name, don't never let, let it go. Fire. <laughs> yeah. Don't, because somebody will take it from you. And did I, you ever have it? No. No, I from the beginning when I tried to get it, it's it's been held by somebody else, and then when they realized I wanted it, then yeah, yeah. Right. yeah my, our podcast is called Radio Brendo Man, and I had RadioBrendoMan.com for like a couple of years, and then when I went on hiatus, um, some some squatter took it, and now they they're trying to they're trying to get a lot of money from me, and so now we're RadioBrendo.com. So yeah. So I have like a huge uh, portfolio of websites that I own, just in case. So you know, you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah. Well, and you also should consider, at least for myself as, as kind of an artist writer too. Um, I always figured I would only do super siblings, but I, I have other ideas too. And so definitely get your name or a variation of your own personal name because one of the big mistakes I think I made in the beginning of promoting super siblings is. Uh, I was really good at promoting the name Super Siblings, but my name wasn't anywhere on it. And so I've changed my marketing strategy so my name is becoming more prominent so that if I do another project, people can link to it and see it. And so that's the important thing I do at conventions now, at tables. I have Super Siblings and then I have Patrick Sloan Art over here. You know, so. so it's important you should have like a portfolio site that is just, it can feature yeah. your stuff from your other work, but... Sure, and so then you can kind of cross-pollinate, because different people respond to different art, and um, you know they, they may not know that you also do this or that, so definitely register your name. Cool. Um, can you just talk a little bit about uh, other projects that you do, and uh, if you have ways of kind of weaving that into, uh, into the webcomic, or do they prop each other up, that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, for us in particular, and I think this helps, especially if you have some sort of a niche audience that you're going for. Uh, again, ours is about the music industry, and it, it comes a lot from, I started an independent record label in college, and we still run that. And so a lot of the music stuff kind of feeds out of that. And so we have a thing on our site where uh, Brax, the alien, actually interviews real bands in real life. And so we kind of have a connection where we're part of that music scene as well, and then it, it ties back to our comic. I mean, depending on what, what it is that you're going for, it's cool to have some sort of a real-world connection or any way that you can reach out to that particular audience you're going for. You know, if your comic is a, a steampunk comic, then you should be going to steampunk events. I don't know what they do, but... They do conventions there? They are definitely... So, yeah, so you should be reaching those people where they're at, whatever your thing is. So. My favorite story, there's a webcomic called um, Unshelved, and they go to like library, like librarian conventions and stuff. And they're it's huge. a library comic. And it's right. a library comic, and they go to library conventions, and they're huge. They are really big, and that's that's awesome. Um, another like our little tie-in is like we have podcast. We have we do podcasts, um, and and so we we we're, it helps that we're able to market our web comic on the podcast as much as we want, and and uh, and then also Through product placement. Yeah, and then, and then also we've appeared on a couple different comics podcasts talking about, so that's a good way to get your name out there is there's always some podcast that will probably have you on as a guest somewhere. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a good way to get out to new audiences, especially as podcasting has kind of taken over the internet, really. Yeah, so venuenetwork.com, by the way, where you can get all the good podcasts. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say that uh, my side work is uh, more uh, fan art and illustration, and so I, I think I 
uh, handed out a card here with some of my um, my artwork. So I just try to cross back and forth between that and other publishing things. Very cool. So real quick question that I have: How many people in the audience have or are wanting to do a webcomic? How many how many like creators do you have? Oh, so we should do that part okay. right here because. Yeah. So what do you, you want to do 30 seconds? Yeah, 30 seconds to come up to the mic, tell us what your comic's about, give us a URL, and, uh, and then move along so we can get everyone in. All right, here, Derek's pitch. Over if you here. guys want to line up for that, if you'd like to participate, I will give you the timer, and I will make a loud, <laughs> annoying noise when your time is up. This is your chance to tell everyone about it, and your chance in the room to hear about some cool new ideas. So go for it. Okay, and we are going to post this recording um, on our Web Comics Advocates page. So you'll hear that. So make sure you're on that mic. And then Don't share it with it. your friends. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready. Go. Every Sunday, Underverse, uh, Underverse, the comic series.com post. It's a weekly fantasy adventure. Um, also, I have a supernatural noir of uh, Ghost Assassin, the comic series.com. You can reach it all through fredgarber.com. That's my name. We've got it like 20 seconds. All right. All right, go. Uh, I'm Danny with West Coast Comics, and I'm here with LA Crazy Town. And we update every, I believe, every Friday now, right? Yep, every Friday. And we're at westcoastcomics.net, and, you know, hope to see you around there. Excellent. 15 seconds. You guys, you guys have more time. You <laughs> uh, I'm doing this. Uh, I do a comic called Taco Salad.com. It's uh, taco-salad.com. And the tagline is uh, Friends, Family, and the Occasional Moment of Curry. And here's the logo. Nice. And you have to be, to be clear, it's not actually about taco salads. No, it was a cool menu item at a sushi restaurant. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody have a comic about Taco Salads? Because I would be. You should make that, Josh. Maybe. Get on it. All right, go ahead. What's up? Enter the world of Praetor God, the fantastical realm of magic, piracy, occasional anachronism, and the all manners of odd beast. Join co captains Reverend Crow and a half fairy brazen size enchantment, a naturally 49 foot tall, half Leviathan woman, as they privateer across the seas. Meet Jack of Mursua and Christmas Eve's Matrix Academy as he stumbles through love, questing, and young adulthood. Five seconds. Ah, crap. Um, Magic, adventure, anthropomorphic beings, rare dark twists, Comic Fury, you can find out Comic Fury. Comic Fury, all right, excellent. You should do a podcast. Now I realize why when you came up originally you had that book out and we're trying to get prepared. It's, it, was, it was a whole thing. I like it. It was a whole thing. All right, good job. All right, let's go. All right, my name is Joshua Tooks. My comic is thefuturecomic.com. It is also a super comic. So, Sky City is a place of innovation and aspiration, but the living center has now been attacked by supervillains and destruction. Now is the time for the supervillain the future to defend the city and inspire hope to the people. But when this hero is not taken on, the battle of progress is evil, dealing with such issues at times. He is Joseph King, a young college physics professor. However, his new job as a, uh, as a college professor is a challenge of its own when teaching students are otherwise the same age as him, and it's not to forget the endless journey of answering the call of their life. You should also do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, the production value on these pitches has gone way up. Yeah, David, talk to some of these guys. Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. That was good. That was good. All right, hello, I really shouldn't have been behind those guys. Voice. Um, I'm actually here on behalf of a friend, uh, Brett DeRoll. He has a comic called Orky the Porky Orca, and finally, a webcomic about orcas that doesn't blow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about a killer whale who's framed for murder so he has to escape from the sea, and he's living in San Diego disguised as a man. Yeah. It sounds like, Thanks. yeah, my kind of humor. What is, do you have a website? Yes, yeah, it's, it is orkytheporkyorca.com. Did you? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a, it's a really sad story, actually. Like, tragic. Uh, are there any others? We have yeah, five minutes left. Five minutes. Any others? Anybody any questions? Any questions? questions? Yeah. Any other questions? Yes. Yeah, go for it. I have a question. Um, what influences or major influences do you have in your art and writing, and what is your current favorite webcomic that you read personally? That's a great question. Yeah, I'm kind of upset that I didn't have that. Yeah. It makes me look bad, man. I, as I, 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 I Bill Watterson. <laughs> okay, we'll go down. Uh, I, Bill Watterson, and um, sorry, my, I just went blank. Battle Pug. Mike Gordon. Battle Pug? Okay. Uh, I mean, as far as the art style goes, it's, I mean, I couldn't even, I wouldn't want to insult any artist. Um, but as far as like writing and stuff goes, I love The Far Side, I love um, Calvin Hobbes, of course, and then Dinosaur Comics and uh, Buttersafe Comics are my two favorite web comics. Uh, Buttersafe, you guys haven't checked that out. I found them through, through Project Wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're probably my favorite of the web comics that are out there right now, so. My two biggest influences are dinosaur comics, of course, because um, Ryan North is just amazing and he continues to do awesome stuff. And the other one for me is questionable content, and Jeff Jocks is amazing, and um, I just love the places he goes with the comic, and his art style continues to blow me away, and I just, I'm always inspired to the point where I. Had a, I, 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 his, his art and his comic is so vivid that the other day I was remembering something and I thought it was a TV show and it was actually a questionable content comic. <laughs> like that's how vivid it is to me. I really like it. So before we go, um, like I just want to have, if, if you're if you're a creator out there or if you're a fan, uh, just somebody who likes web comics. Uh, before we go, make sure that you guys exchange information. You're asking about making connections. This is a great place. It's why we call it the Web Comics Gathering. Um, you know, we have some business cards up here. I'd love to give you some. Patrick's got some. Um, we do it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of move it like out into the hallway here because we want to make room for the next group. But give, please give us your business cards or flyers. Yeah. Get one from us. And if you don't have anything, go to webcomicsadvocates.com. It goes to our Facebook page. Feel free to post on there, and we will we will reshare things. And if you've got a Kickstarter coming up, you need some help with some booze, single booze. Go on webcommonsadvocates.com, and we've also got links to some other resources on there. People post a lot. Um, again, Webcomics Underdogs is another great group. They, they tend to be more practical as far as if you're looking for an artist, there are artists on there, um, and, and they're also really nice people. So yeah, I can't say nothing Also, let me uh, tell you, I, I'm in small press at number 25, so if anybody likes to come by and chat, you can come see me. I'm actually not going to be here tomorrow, but uh, this afternoon, this evening, uh, Small Press 25. Great. All right, let me uh, wrap this thing up then. Uh, thank you, uh, Brendan Creasy and Phil Vecchio from BraxComics.com. And Patrick Scullin from SuperSiblingsComics.com. Thank you Steve, for moderating Josh from the Extra Josh, Damage Cast. And thank you guys thank for you coming. Guys thank so you, WonderCon, and uh, have a great rest of the convention. And come out and hang out and say hello out in the hallway.
Podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Feeling peckish this midnight? Set your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinera sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit! <laughs> I'm Jordan, and this is Nerd's Eye View. Who do I have with me? I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. And what do we do here, Andrew? Well, we talk about movies. Every week we always talk about something that's new in theaters, as well as tell you what's going on with the box office top ten and what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And then we do a crazy thing called Guess the Ending, which Andrew has a wonderful catchphrase for, but it mainly involves us coming up with crazy stories for all the new movies that are coming out. So if any of that sounds good to you, find us online, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast, or benviewnetwork.com. What was I supposed to say? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, and if you like community and you'd like to hear us talk about it every week, you can go to BenviewNetwork.com slash ShutUpLeonard. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast provider. Shut up, Leonard. Pop, pop.